0: And welcome again to Cardinal Motion. My name is Ben McKeon. I am your host as always. It is an honor that you chose to listen to us again on this new episode of the podcast, which is, if you're not familiar, a podcast about health, fitness, and generally living a a fulfilling and and active lifestyle in the Triangle area. Uh, And of course, if you're not in the Triangle area, we hope that it applies to you as well, but we are particularly speaking to those folks who live in the Raleigh, Durham, Cary, Chapel Hill, Apex, Garner, et cetera, et cetera, area in North Carolina. We really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode and would love to get your feedback on it. It was, if you haven't checked it out, I recommend you do so. It was a, a really inspiring conversation with Jojo Polk of Core Fitness in Raleigh. Um, he gave us a story about his comeback from uh lower body paralysis after a horrific um, football injury to being able to not only walk, but he went on to play nine more seasons of professional football after this injury. And now he is a, a purveyor of fitness inspiration in this area, in addition to one heck of a sprinter, as far as we know. Uh, Anyways, that's last week's episode. I should say two weeks ago's episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. Also, feel free to browse the archives. Uh, There's a lot of really great stuff that we've done over the past couple of years, and we hope to continue doing it on a consistent basis from here on out. As I said last week... I want to give another shout out to uh, my colleague and producer, Justin, who has done uh, a crazy, amazing amount of uh, heavy lifting for the podcast. And if you can, uh, in the coming weeks, you'll really get a sense for uh, the stability and consistency that he is enabling a somewhat disorganized and uh, often overreaching Uh, podcast host I can be. So Justin, thanks a bunch. I know you're listening to this. Uh, I will say your name many, many times in the future. Today's episode is also a good one. We will sit down again for the second time on this podcast with a friend of the show, a friend of mine, Brent Francis. Uh, He is of the running store Runology, located off of Hillsborough Street, uh, right in downtown Raleigh. It's just... uh, I don't know, a half mile or so uh, west of the Capitol building on Hillsborough Street. So I want to take a moment before we dive into the interview, and uh, I want to do something that's a little different, and and I would appreciate your feedback on it. Um, I had an epiphany last night when I was running. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Over the last year, and this has been, <laughs> there, you'll notice the irony in this, um, as well as, uh maybe pick up on the sort of internal conflict I've had recently. In the last year, I have not been able to uh, make the same time commitment to staying fit as I was able to a few years back. And part of that is because I have found myself in a professional situation where my time is all of a sudden in higher demand than it was um, a few years back. And that's a positive thing for me, um, in my career, but it was sort of a shock to my system in terms of my priorities. I spent a good five or six straight years, um, with fitness as my top priority. Uh, when it came to the way that I planned my day, uh, a, going for a run or going to the gym, uh, was the most important thing that I had to do. Um, and when my professional obligations began to change uh, in a positive way for those professional f- for my professional life, um, all of a sudden my priorities in terms of staying fit shifted. And it happened slowly. It wasn't like all of a sudden one day I was like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to stay in shape anymore. It was like, you know, I, it went from me working out, uh, seven days a week, um, for an hour a day to, it was like one day a week. I didn't have the time. And then it became two days a week. I didn't have the time. And then it became three. And then there were weeks where I went for, you know, working out only one or two days and, especially given the fact that I started this podcast with the idea of inspiring you to make the commitment to staying fit. Um, it was it was kind of a, a, a shameful feeling, to be honest with you, to notice that I'd sort of, to be 100% honest with you, kind of gotten out of shape. Um, especially given the fact that I went on a pretty um, dramatic journey to getting in shape in the first place when I was 23 or 24 years old. Um, it was disappointing to look at kind of what I had, um, left behind. Now I'm not going to say that I, that I have gotten in the same out of shape status as I was when I weighed 240 pounds and, you know, couldn't run three quarters of a mile. Uh, but I going for a five-mile run became difficult for me. And I've run a marathon. I've run half marathons. I used to run six miles a day. So why am I sharing this with you? Well, there are several reasons. The first reason is that I want you to know that I found out last night that that is not the end of the world. I was on a run last night Um, because I've really been trying to get back into this thing. Um, and to shift my priorities back to a little more reasonable spot. Um I was on a run last night out on the Greenway in North Raleigh, and it was probably the fourth or fifth day in a row that I've gone for a run. Um, and in the last six months, that is actually the longest uh string of runs that I've put together. Um I was out on a run, it was about Eight o'clock or so, and I was finishing uh, a a run where I was really pushing myself, and all of a sudden I realized that something clicked. It's the same thing that clicked for me seven or eight years ago when I really started this journey, and it, and 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 what that was was a moment where I realized that it was okay to be, uh, pushing myself in that moment. It was okay for lack of a better word that I was suffering at that moment, that it was hard for me to breathe. Uh, or that I should say that I was out of breath from running hard, that it was okay that my lower body was, uh, my muscles were burning because of the hills I was on something clicked in me that said, it's cool, Ben. It's cool to feel this way. And all of a sudden this, this world of being fit opened up for me again. There is a way to label a moment of suffering as acceptable. And that in truth, most of the time that moment is a growing moment. I'm telling you all this because I want you to know that um, if you feel like you have sort of fallen off the wagon, so to speak, um, if you're not in a place where you feel like you used to be as far as your fitness goes, or for that matter, and I think even more importantly, if you are like me seven or eight years ago, and you're in a place where you're like, I want to change something, but I don't know if I can. If you give it even a, a small amount of commitment, and if you allow momentarily for whatever suffering you may incur, whatever physical difficulty uh, you may need to push through to begin that commitment, it is worth it. It is physically worth it. It is personally worth it. And dare I say, it is spiritually worth it. So if you're listening to this while you're working out, or if you're listening to this and planning to work out later, if it gets tough, just take it from me. Um, that toughness, uh, is okay. Let it be okay. But I, I just wanted to share with you that moment of kind of revelation that I had last night, because I don't know, maybe maybe it will be something that you can um, take with you. Um, okay, enough of me talking. It is time to dive into our interview with Brent Francis of Runology, and uh, we hope you like it. Here's Brent. My guest today is Brent Francis, the co-owner and general manager of Runology, an independent running store located not too far away from us on Hillsborough Street in downtown Raleigh. Today, Brent's here to give us his take on gear and equipment for runners, as well as a few other things, uh, particularly given the fact that at this point in the year, we are entering the hot, hot summer, um, which can be somewhat Terrifying. (laughs) Brent, anyways, thanks for coming on Carlo Motion again.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here, thanks for having me.
0: Um, So I wanna just dive right in. Um, You are uh, uh, an expert on gear and running apparel and all that good stuff. Um, The first thing I wanted to ask you is, are you seeing any sort of trends in the running apparel and equipment and shoes and all that stuff at this point?
1: Yeah, you're seeing a lot of lot of stuff on the apparel side for sure, um, from big brands like Nike and Under Armour to, honestly, the small brands are kind of really pushing those big brands, I think, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, fibers that are lined to actually pull the moisture off the body, um, which has kind of always been known as dry fit type materials, right. but you're seeing these like crazy fabrics come out that are super stretchy, but really, really thin and light. And, um, cool stuff that you can wear all the time too. So a running shirt that you could, you know, run in, be nice and light, but also wear to the bar, which is kind of crazy in the middle of summer, but it's, it's coming out.
0: That's cool. So it is starting to get real hot in, Mm -hmm. in the area. Um, and, uh, so is there, uh, you mentioned the, the sort of, I guess you would call it moisture wicking material. Um, what sort of, what sort of if, if, if you're not familiar with that material, what, what, why, why is it important and what should you look for in terms of the specific material that uh, a shirt or shorts are made out of?
1: Yeah, well, it's, a lot of times it's hard to tell sometimes when you walk in a, in a shop and, you know, see what, you know, all of it's going to look very similar to some degree um, until you put it on and I always tell customers, grab three brands. Put them all on because they're all going to fit real different, um, and um, the fabrics feel all different. Like an Under Armour fabric is going to feel a lot different than a North Face, you know, real outdoorsy fabric. So that's like the first thing I tell customers: find something that you like, you know, the way it looks. Um, but but try a bunch of brands on. Yeah.
0: So so at least as far as I understand it, uh, part of the reason that moisture wicking is a good thing is that the way your body cools itself and the Mm -hmm. advantage that us humans have over other mammals when it comes to running long distances is the fact that we sweat. Um, but sweat only cools your body when it evaporates. Right. So, um, if, if you're wearing like say a cotton, hundred percent cotton shirt that absorbs water and it actually kind of insulates your, your body, which is no good at all for dissipating the heat. Um, so what kind of materials actually wick away moisture versus something like that like cotton that absorbs it
1: right yeah, I think um, nylon is the big one I mean any kind of poly blend is what you're starting to see and actually surprisingly you're seeing cotton come back into um, into the industry a little bit but it's treated cotton gotcha. which is kind of interesting the the chemical on the fabrics is pulling that away from the body and then actually pulling it down towards the waist which actually wicks it off the body which is kind of an interesting way to do it but um so yeah you've got all these really cool cool technologies that are coming out now but poly poly nylon that kind of stuff has been the the big one
0: cool what about um is the same we've talked a a lot about shirts is the same true for the bottoms for shorts when you're running
1: yep yeah i think that's the cool thing in industry right now is a lot of new fabrics for for shorts um we're developing a a short for the shop right now which is real cool
0: yeah Um, i was going to ask you about that um so it's your own uh personal or i should say the shop's own personal design right
1: yeah so we've designed it in the shop um worked with a local manufacturer so it'll be made in north carolina um the fabric will be imported um but the uh the whole process has been pretty much done you know on hillsborough street
0: that's awesome um and it's gonna be sold in the store you can just walk in and check it out yeah Uh, when is that gonna start
1: so first friday june 2nd we'll do a big release party um we've only got 80 pairs to release so limited release up front and then we're going to do multiple colors in the months to come.
0: Nice. What about um uh shoes? I um I really got into running probably 7 or 8 years ago and at the time there was a I don't know if fad is the right word, but mm-hmm. there was a huge movement towards the like minimalist, the the barefoot, even almost I wore, I experimented for a little while with, um, a couple of Merrill. I can't remember the name of the model, Mm -hmm. but they were no cushioning. It was essentially like, it wasn't the five fingers, but it was just like a rubber sole with no cushion on it. Um, has that dissipated a little bit or do you still see, has it kind of the pendulum swung a little bit back to the middle as far as shoes go?
1: Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to put it. Um, I think the the term minimalism probably hasn't died or disappeared, but the concept you know people running in their bare foot you know barefoot um, I think that overall has pretty much gone away. But you are seeing companies really push their shoe technology to help you run better. So the foot sits in the shoe a little differently than it did say even five even maybe two or three years ago, um, and and I think that's a good thing.
0: So one thing that I've noticed. Um I, for what it's worth, have a pair of ultra, um, and good, gosh, I can't think of the model name again. It's terrible, but they are, uh, uh, zero drop Mm -hmm. shoes, um, which I, which I like. And again, I think that's sort of, but they have a nice amount of cushioning. So I don't feel like I'm literally running on my bare feet and especially on if it's like, you know, kind of rough sidewalks that are crumbling a little bit mm-hmm. or or you're running through some gravel or something it doesn't you don't have to like tiptoe through it right um so what's the difference then uh between a like a quote unquote barefoot shoe and a zero drop shoe
1: I, a lot of it's kind of what you just summed up um honestly the the height or how thin that shoe is um kind of starts to define it as a barefoot shoe um and and the width of the toe um, obviously a barefoot shoe is going to be flat, like an ultra zero drop is what they call it. It just means the heel to toe, your foot sits
0: completely flat on the ground. And that, that sort of, uh, helps nudge you into running in a, in, in a more appropriate form. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah. I'm, i you put on one of those shoes versus a traditional shoe, you're going to feel the posture difference and it's, you know, we don't say that a zero drops to be better for everyone depending on how, you know how their body's structured but it can certainly help you run with better posture and better form
0: nike is working on i I can't tell if it's just a great marketing campaign or if it's actual science they're working on a shoe supposedly that that the first sub two hour marathon is going to be run in Mm -hmm. and recently they ran a race and got pretty darn close what was it 25 seconds that's that's incredible a second a mile yeah what do you know what is up with that
1: so yeah honestly you look at that shoe and it looks very close to um this brand called hoka i don't know if you're familiar with them yes. but if you look at the structure of that nike shoe it looks very similar to the way a hoka is shaped it's got a lot of cushioning to it um it's curved at the toe which they, they'd say it would rock the body forward a little easier so it, it's an interesting concept they said i think it makes the, the runner four percent more efficient uh, by
0: running the shoe,
1: yeah. It's you know Nike; they're gonna they're push the marketing very very well,
0: right? So, I mean, do you, it, but it also seems. Like, I mean, me, I'm not gonna put on a Nike shoe and run a sub two hour marathon. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of that formula is one the genetics of the person that's running and two, the, the insane amount of training that they put in. Do do you think that we're going to see a sub two hour marathon?
1: I do. I do think it's possible. Certainly in in our lifetime, I think we're going to see it uh, broken and I think we'll see it broken many times. Um,
0: I just, are you going to be the one to break it? (laughs) Definitely not going (laughs) to be me. If I do another marathon, I'll be lucky. (laughs) I, um, I just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm no fast runner personally. It just boggles my mind that for, even for two hours and 30 seconds or so, it's like a four, an mm-hmm. under a four and a half minute pace the whole time. Right. That I'm not sure if I can make my body run a four and a half minute mile pace for 40 yards, mm-hmm. let alone 26.2 miles. Um, uh, That's just. It boggles my mind to see what these people can actually push themselves through.
1: Well, I think that's the cool part is it's not just the body that's doing it. the the mental aspect of that is something you don't see on the screen. You can't market that really well, but I mean, th- those guys are
0: incredible. It's just, it's just like I said. It it boggles the mind. What about uh, what about like watches and and fitness trackers and that kind of thing? Are you seeing anything new?
1: That stuff is changing faster than than the gear itself. Um, so a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is, you know, Apple Watch really pushed the envelope with its technology, and so the Garmin's and Tom Toms of the world, they're they're doing similar stuff. So you can get all that data on the watch, which is can be a good thing, can be a, honestly an overwhelming thing for a lot of people. Um, but it, it, it's it's neat to see, and um, so the data is getting just more detail driven and. I mean, you can drive into how fast you're running, to you know, where your foot's striking over and over again. Um, so it's, I mean, it's a cool spot for technology right now, for sure.
0: It's pretty incredible, um, and and I think I know personally there is a balance between having enough data to to keep you going, to like drive you, versus having so much that you're. You're bogging yourself down in in your own personal analytics yeah. and and not really just enjoying moving around. Yeah. yeah. Um. I but I recently bought a uh, it's a Garmin Vivo Smart mm-hmm. HR and it was I've been waiting for this thing for a while because I don't have it on right this second, but I have another watch which is exceptional because. All it does is tell time. It uh-huh. shows me the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I wanted something that, was, that I could run with um, that wasn't super bulky and that maybe I could also wear on my other wrist and it didn't make me look like a complete tool right. with two watches right. on. Um, so this, I love this because it's, it's pretty simple. It, you know, it does the whole step counter thing. Um, it tracks my heart rate. And it has built-in GPS where I can just hit go instead of grabbing the other Garmin um, mm-hmm. and do it. But the data that I get is, is pretty much exactly what I need. Right. Time, pace, uh, heart rate. And then beyond that, I'm not quite good enough to really need yeah. any more data. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think the first thing we ask folks is how far you're going to go. Like, what are you training for? Uh, marathoners usually want that detailed, super detailed data that they can drill into. And then, you know, if you're running at 5Ks and 10Ks, I mean, you might, yeah, you just want pace and time and... You don't want to be bogged down with all these, uh, you know, notifications going on.
0: Right, right, us. yeah. And uh, honestly, like, sometimes sometimes all you need, or at least for me, sometimes all I want is just time. Like, I want to go <laughs> out for a 45-minute run, and however far I get, it's, it's I've got my heart rate up for 45 minutes. I know that it it's, I went as fast as I needed to go, given how hard it felt. And so, yeah, don't bog yourself down right. too much with data. Um unless you really, really care about it. Um, So real quick, we're going to take a short break. um, And if you'll stick around, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your own personal running experience and uh, a little more with Brent Francis when we come back. Okay, Cardinal Motion listeners, it's Ben McKeon. If you didn't know, I've been talking with Brent But now I'm talking with you. Uh, And there's the reason I'm talking to you. We're trying to make Cardinal Motion into something bigger than it is now. And in order to do that, uh, we need your help. And we need your help on two fronts. First, if you like the show, and this is the easiest thing to do. If you like this show, if you like this episode, if you like two weeks ago's episode or an episode in our archives, just it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends. Uh, share with your family, share with people who you think might like it also. Um, you can go to our website, cardinalmotion.com, click on, uh, that link, copy that link, send it to your, text it to somebody, send it in an email, post it on Facebook. You can also go to the website and click on an individual episode. It'll send you to a SoundCloud page for that episode and you can copy that link, uh, and share it with your friends. Um, if you like the show, that would be immensely helpful to us to get the word out. The second way that you can help us is that if you don't like the episode or for that matter, if you're like, hey, this one was not as good as I wanted it to be, let us know that as well. Um, I'm confident in one thing that there is a community of people who care about this stuff um, because I have met those people um, and I want this to be more than just a personal um uh, fanciful endeavor. I want it to be something that's valuable to that community. So if you have suggestions for, uh, what we can improve about, about this show, if you have suggestions for what we could cover on this show in the future that we haven't covered before, um, let us know. You can do that by sending me an email directly at ben at cardinalmotion.com. Give me your comments. I will take them sincerely into consideration. And uh, because we're in the early stages at this point, um, I guarantee they'll have an effect on on the show moving forward. So you can really actually play a big role in in shaping this project. Um, If you don't feel like sitting down and writing an email, um, tweet at us. You can follow us on Twitter at Cardinal Motion. Um, There's also a Facebook page. Search for Cardinal Motion on Facebook, and you can like us on there and send us feedback in that way. Um, but one way or another, if you like the show and you're willing to share it with people who you also think will like the show, that would be enormously helpful to us. If you have suggestions for what this show could be and how it could better serve you and, uh, the fitness community in the triangle, also share those with us. We will listen to you, uh, wholeheartedly and take everything you say into consideration and it would be really helpful. Okay. Enough of me talking again, back to the episode. back here on Cardinal Motion with Brent Francis of Runology. So back to kind of your own personal running experience. Do you do you have a watch? Uh, how much do you dive into the data?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a middleman for sure. I like having it there. I don't, after the run's done, I don't really get into it and, you know, geek out on all the, you know, pace and cadence and all that stuff. Um, I think it's good to have, especially when I start going longer in the fall. But um yeah i've I'd, I'd run with a garmin 620 which is an ancient watch now i right. it's a year and a half old so. right
0: so i'm curious now i'm just i'm just surely curious what do you what do you have on your watch while you're running like what what data are you checking out while you're in the middle of it um the only thing i really have are pace um distance
1: and time which honestly a ton of gps watches can give you right um if you're really getting into training you probably want some heart rate in there um i would you know when we coach programs we always recommend folks um they really want to improve um heart rate's kind of a crucial metric to have for sure
0: what what are you currently working on what are you training are you training for anything specific or are you just kind of going with the flow doing your own thing
1: ironically i don't get to train for too many races, running the running shop, um, running renology And then three kids keep me. That's, that's my
0: marathon right there. So I was about yeah. to say that sounds like training in and of itself. Yeah.
1: That's my ultra marathon for the next you know, <laughs> 30 years.
0: Or so. I was about to say, yeah, 35, maybe <laughs> if you're my parents, how do you personally, when it gets super hot outside, do you, do you change the time that you run? Does your pace change? How do you deal with all of that?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great question. Um, the time of day does change. I I try and do it as early as possible, if possible. Um, if I go in the middle of the day, which just happens, you just have to know your pace is going to slow. Um, and for competitive folks, that's something that's hard to kind of grasp around, but most people are, you know, they don't, if you're a new runner, you might not realize that. And you're like, Oh man, I just did a, you know, 15 minute mile versus I normally run a 12 minute mile. And I mean, the heat really does play a factor.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that it was actually tough for me to uh, internalize because, yeah, if if during the fall or the winters, whenever it's not super hot outside, say you can run an, an eight minute mile without too much trouble. All of a sudden, when it's when the sun's coming down on you and the, the heat's radi radiating, radiating off the pavement and it's humid, it a nine minute mile or nine and a half minute mile might start to feel like, man, this is this is tough. But from what I understand, um, well, first of all, the reason that's happening is because your body is just working overtime to cool itself down. Um, and second of all, I've seen, I'm no scientist, so please don't rely on me entirely for, for medical or scientific advice, but I've seen things that say that running in the heat is comparable in certain ways to training at altitude. So when it becomes cooler, In the fall, your body has found a more efficient way to cool itself. And because, you know, the temperature is helping in the fall, um, running in the heat may actually pay off, even though it is sometimes a lot more difficult to to push through it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's certainly an obstacle, like altitude's an obstacle. I mean, I lived in Santa Fe for three months. Oh, wow. And uh, training in the morning in Santa Fe was sometimes way easier than training in the middle of the day in North Carolina just, I mean, mentally it kind of plays with you, but regardless, it's an obstacle. And if you can overcome it when you're running and learn to kind of control it, I think you'll be a, you'll be a better runner.
0: How do you, I'm, I'm not a morning person. I really would like to be a morning person. Um, is it, t- is it tough for you to get started on a run in the, when you run in the morning? But it, it's
1: for me, I'm not a morning person either. I have three kids definitely force you into the morning routine. Um, and even right now we just had our third, she's seven months and, it's still hard for me to get, but I haven't gotten back into the morning run very well. I'm running, like today I ran at lunchtime and the heat was just miserable. Yeah, um,
0: it was about what, 85, yeah, 86 looks, degrees outside? Yeah,
1: you're adjusting to it. Um, so that being said, yeah, no, I'm definitely not not a morning person. But you can tell when you get done with those early morning runs versus middle of the day, you just just feel better, you're ready for the day, the endorphin thing is kicked in and it's it's
0: just something else to have it if you can do it. How do you make it start and and get past that like I'm not a morning person yeah. mental state?
1: It's honestly the mental. It's the same mental thing you feel when you start running and you get tired and you want to stop. Um, it's the same thing, honestly. You ju- you've really just got to get yourself in that mindset before. Then you know the night before you're kind of saying this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it this many times. So it's it's just goal setting. You set those goals and. You hold to them and and if you hold to them you, you feel really good at the end of the
0: week right i think that it's a matter of just building momentum and yeah building a habit yep. um which is a whole lot easier said than done but um it is worth it yep. and and I'm, I'm i'm a little bit of a hypocrite because it's been a long time since i've gone for a morning run and honestly it's been a while for too. <laughs> seven months <laughs> well i mean you, you have a good excuse mine is just that i i stay up late and watch netflix so <laughs> i understand that too <laughs> um I know you're a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever listen to music while you're running?
1: I do. Um, those long runs, uh, the music a lot, a lot of times will come out. Now, my marathon that I did I, a long time ago, I've trained with music. The hard part about it now for me is the cadence of songs. Now I'm real cognizant of it. Yeah. And it seems to change my stride. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm paying attention to that more.
0: Um, so I don't run with it as much as I used to. So when you do listen to music, um, do you have any recommendations of what really makes you move? For me personally, oh man, well I'm really into
1: Sylvanesso and you know that that kind of vibe. Um, that usually has a pretty good running cadence to it, also, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends on the song. I've, I've uh, run with them to them a couple of times. I'm trying to, think, but that kind of like dancey kind of electronic indie pop thing it's easy to kind of get you going yeah um, but yeah i'm real parcel of those guys and the local too so. i was
0: about to say yeah a little local notoriety as well yeah. um yeah i have a super secret highly refined running playlist that mm. um it's funny i've listened to it so much while i run that just when i hear a song like that like come on the radio or in my car or something it makes me want to run so it's like it's this positive reinforcement that you know it's like it's like when I used to play football in high school, when i put on the uniform, I knew it was time to play. Now when I put on the playlist, it's like, it's time to run. Yeah. So yeah. do you ever listen to your own music while you run? Oh gosh, no. We'll not, <laughs> not do that. Uh, future
1: Islands, I'll throw them out there too. Another local band did run to them recently and it was
0: very motivating. Sweet. So yeah. Good, Sweet. Good cadence. Well, uh, we're going to take one more break and come back and talk a little bit about Runology and uh, what people can expect if they walk in there. Cool. Back after a break. Hey, listeners. It's Ben McKeon here talking directly to you one more time in this episode. And this is the reason I want to talk to you. We at Cardinal Motion are hoping... Uh, and planning on incorporating sponsors into our shows in the future. So if you like this show and you want to be a sponsor, if you own a business that you want to promote on this show, if you sell a product, if you provide a service, if you have a message that you want to get to our listeners, um, please let us know. You can do that by sending me an email at ben at cardinalmotion.com and just say, hey, I like what you're doing, I wanna be a part of it. If you're interested in working with us, not only will you be speaking directly to folks who care about the service or product that you provide in this community, you'll also be supporting a project intended to help fortify this community and connect this community across, um, across all barriers. And furthermore, you'll be doing it via a show that is geared directly at this community. Our main focus, and what we hope makes us distinct from other podcasts, is that we talk directly to the people in the Triangle area of North Carolina. And if you have something you want to tell them, let us know, and we'd love to work together. Again, the email address is ben at cardinalmotion.com. Send me a note, and I'd love to hear from you. Back to the episode. All right, back here with Brent Francis, uh, co owner, general manager of Runology in Raleigh. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the shop uh, specifically. Yep. Um, what, what, let me just start with this what makes you guys unique as a running store?
1: Right. Well, um, one thing is uh, we're the only independent shop in town, um, which we take a lot of pride in. We, we try and grab a lot of brands that you won't find everywhere else um, from a brand you know, standpoint. And then we take a lot of pride in like, how we fit people and the expertise. Um, Renology, obviously, meaning the science of running. So, you know, training the staff to, to be real confident to you know, help the customer when they come in and the customer you know, feeling confident when they leave
0: so you mentioned you kind of alluded to a few minutes ago uh, training groups what kind of stuff do you do as far as that goes at the shop
1: yeah we've got um, well right now we're about to start a summer speed series um, that runs you know through the summer um, and we do that in the in the fall as well and then we have a half marathon and 5k group um, our, our, we feel like we really excel with the, the speed and the strength stuff which is a little more unique um, really focus those groups to about 30 people mm-hmm. um and partner with other you know gyms whether it be rally crossfit or metabolic or um exos orthopedic which is actually um partnering up for the summer this summer um so those smaller groups we you know we feel like we've really excelled in for
0: sure you mentioned off the air when we were talking about uh, a a run that you are putting on, uh, the Keep Raleigh Independent 4-Miler. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about what that is?
1: Yeah, it's the first time we've ever actually hosted a race. Um, so we're putting it on. We're partnering with Shop Local Raleigh to highlight local businesses. Um, so the after party after the race is going to be at Trophy, uh, Brewing on Maywood uh, Avenue. And then you'll have um, – you know, a bunch of vendors from Raleigh down. We're trying to keep it to downtown Raleigh, uh, but all local independent businesses will be there. You uh, get a free beer and a, you know, shirt with the entry. And then, yeah, you hang out and, you know, shop with some local businesses before July 4th. And then, you know, get your grill on at noon
0: and get you set up. Well, the last time you were on the show, we talked a little bit about beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Has you, Have your, when you're running, and I think I asked you, like, what beer you like depending on the oh, type right. of year and yeah. the run uh so now once uh if you finish a run like you did today that really drained you is there a beer that you're craving at the end of that run
1: i will definitely have a trophy cloud surfer at the end of that run i like crave those now um (laughs) to the point where they just had a big can release and i was like oh gosh yes so um yeah it's hard to get in the can um but it's one of my favorite beers post run for sure
0: nice nice the final thing I I, want to ask you about, um, is a, a, a feature I'm trying to sort of implement on this show. And, and a big reason why I started it in the first place is to just try to inspire people. Um, whether you're, uh, an experienced athlete or for that matter, if you're someone who has never worked out at all and you, you really feel like you want to get started. Mm -hmm. um, And I've been asking folks, and I want to ask you as well, what, when you, when you're trying to get started in the morning or when you are on a run where it's, it's hot as hell and you, you're trying to push through it, where do you go in your mind and spirit to, to find that inspiration?
1: You know, it differs a lot of times for me. Um, right now there's this, um, there's this guy's Omar, he's working with us um and uh he's a sudan Sudan refugee and uh he's here he runs about a hundred plus miles a week, and he's one of the hardest working people I know and um just got an incredible story. I could talk about Omar for a while, but the other day I was running slowing down, and I was thinking about I wonder what Omar would do right now and he the other thing about Omar is he's also the happiest person in the world He, he looks like he's hurting when he runs sometimes. But then like you see him after the run, he's the happiest person you've ever, ever seen. So just recently I I did think about Omar, you know, his happy face after the run. I'm like, you know, I can, I can push out like at least one more mile and finish this run. Um, And it was, it was one of those middle of the day, hot runs for sure.
0: Right. Um, What, what advice, if any, would you give uh, a beginner who's, whether they're looking to start running or, or just to start, Moving around, what kind of advice do you have for somebody who wants to get started?
1: The first thing I tell people is that you, you can do it. You don't feel like you can do it. I, I know that feeling, but you can do it. Anybody um, that comes in the shop. Um, I think that's our biggest challenge as a running store. Sometimes it's just having people feel that when they walk in. Um, but yeah, anybody can do it. doesn't matter where you're from, what you're doing, how old you are, gender, all that stuff. You, you, know, you, can, you can set a goal and you can do it.
0: That's awesome. Well, where can people find Rhinology on the web and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, so we're com, just like Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we're on Instagram at Rhinology, Twitter at Rhinology, let's see, Facebook at Rhinology. So, all that stuff's pretty simple. Um, it's an IE, not a Y at the end. That's what a lot of people type in. So, um, is
0: there yeah. a Rhinology with a Y?
1: There's not. Um, <laughs> we trademarked the IE and the Y. So, uh, nice. it should all direct to us. But um, the business actually is, yeah, with an IE at the end.
0: Cool. So. And, and as far as the social media goes, I'm actually. I, I'm a photographer in my day where it's day and night job, but uh, I'm really impressed with the photography that goes oh, up you. on social media. it's it's like sometimes I'm a little jealous of it. It's really nice. and
1: that's been the learning curve for sure. <laughs> I mean we're definitely doing that all in house. We gotta we invested in some nice stuff, but we don't know how to use it. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, if we started doing a podcast we're just we would we're just kind of faking it a little bit. But, um, yeah, we feel like we're getting a little bit better, and it, it's fun. It's one of those things that's actually, you know, that's the fun part of this. Yeah.
0: Well, for what it's worth, it's it's high-quality stuff. It doesn't always look like you're faking it. It looks like you know what you're well, doing. That's good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show again, and, and I hope it's not the last time we can make something Absolutely. like this happen. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And with that, we conclude another exciting episode of Cardinal Motion. Thank you for sticking with us to the end. We hope that it was exciting and interesting and inspiring to you wherever you are in the Triangle area or beyond. Uh, Stick with us. We will have another episode out in the universe in two weeks. And on that episode, this is going to be one you want to catch. We'll talk with Rhonda Hampton, the organizer of the Umstead 100 Mile Race. It is an ultra marathon, and it happens right in our backyard in one of our most treasured parks in this area, Umstead Park. Um, and Rhonda has a really interesting perspective on running, on racing, on what it's like to uh, watch people do something as incredible as complete a 100 mile ultramarathon. That episode will be out in two weeks on june 26th just in time for the hottest weather of the year but you know what when you go to umstead park and run uh you're pretty much under a tree canopy the whole time so actually when it comes to running outside in the summer uh running on a trail is my favorite place to be it's like 10 degrees cooler out there and the sun isn't killing you and all that stuff anyways that comes out june 26th in the meantime please follow us on twitter at cardinal motion you can also follow us on instagram at cardinal motion i'm a professional photographer by trade so i try to inject a little bit of professionalism into the images that we share on instagram hopefully you'll like that you can also follow us on facebook search for cardinal motion on facebook and give us a like share it with your friends that would be extremely helpful uh, thanks again for joining us your feedback would be appreciated uh, you can find you can contact me with any feedback that you might have at ben at cardinalmotion.com now that you've written all that stuff down in your uh, rolodex uh, we can part ways <laughs> anyways thanks again for listening to cardinal motion back with you in two weeks hope you have a wonderful two weeks and we'll talk to you soon